Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Pheasants Forever isn't just about hunting, and the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin isn't just about milking cows. Recently, these two organizations have developed a partnership promoting conservation and sustainability that also makes sense to a farmer's bottom line. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. I got the chance to talk with Josh Bendorf, Precision Ag Specialist with Pheasants Forever, about his job and how he works with farmers during the ACE event hosted by PDPW at McFarlandale Dairy near Watertown. My job title is as a Precision Ag and Conservation Specialist, and what I do is really, you know, work as a conservationist, you know, helping farmers to find conservation solutions that fit their farm, but doing it in a way that, you know, takes economics into account. So using, you know, Precision Ag, using that yield monitor data, do a subfield analysis, try to find areas of the farm that aren't making a profit or low profit in current management, and see what we can do differently to help the farmer improve their bottom line, but also do something great from a conservation standpoint. I think it's interesting that in the past, conservation groups like Pheasants Forever and farmers weren't always best buddies, right? There's always adversarial relationships there, but we've really gone far to recreate that relationship between conservation and farmers. Is that something you're seeing? Yeah, and I think being invited to speak at a meeting like this tonight, I think really goes to show that we've developed some great partnerships in the ag industry, PDPW and other groups, and we're we're building those relationships over time. And I think really just being there for the farmers, listening to the farmers and learning from the farmers. I've learned so much from the farmers in the year plus that I've been on with Pheasants Forever. You know, we have the producer-led watershed groups here in Wisconsin. You know, a lot of farmers are already doing great conservation practice. So we learn from each other. I think when you open your mind and talk to the farmers and learn from them, that really speaks volumes that, you know, I'm not just coming in telling you everything that you need to know. You know your farm better than I do. And so listening as much as speaking. In your talk tonight, You talked a little bit about sustainability and the two different things that it means. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so what I was talking about was sustainability from an economic and environmental standpoint, and that kind of comes back to the precision ag side of things. You know, conservation, you know, we're thinking of, you know, environmental sustainability, good habitat for wildlife, soil health, water quality, clean air, but that need, it needs to fit the farm. I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, some practices will work on one farm, but they might not work on another farm, or they'll work differently. Or, you know, a farmer has a different, different goal. You know, maybe they need some forage they can cut for their livestock, or maybe they want to have a pollinator planting. So, you know, it's balancing what the farmer needs and what can help improve their overall bottom line on those acres. And I think you think of, like, what is the definition of something sustainable? It's something you can do over a long period of time. You put a practice in the ground, it might work from an environmental standpoint, but if it doesn't work from an economic standpoint, that's not something that can last a long time. When we balance those, then we can find something that works that on the farm that can last for decades. What sets us apart is like working with that yield data. Yield data is still a lot of farms that don't have it, but it is becoming more and more common for farmers to have that. And what that really allows us to do is to really get down to a subfield level, looking at yields and profits. If you just know, let's say you know you know your way tickets from the elevator, you know what came off the whole field, you have a field average, you know you know what came, you know how the yields average across that entire field. But there's a lot of variability that could be going on. You know maybe we have a lower yields along a tree line or a wet spot in the 
field or a rocky knoll or things like that, you know, different soil textures. So what that yield data allows us to do is to get really down to a granular scale. We can look at yields and really hone in on those areas that are underperforming. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we work with producers who don't have yield data. For example, maybe, you know, we can use other clues to help them find areas that are not performing well. Maybe we, we can see we have a wet spot and the corn's half the height of the rest of the field. We have deer damage along a wood line. So if we can, it's just about finding those areas that the farmer is struggling with and then working with them one-on-one -on -one to find something that's going to help to improve their bottom line, but also do something great from an environmental standpoint. So you said you grew up on a dairy farm? That's correct. So you've been able to channel your passion for mm -hmm. the outdoors and agriculture and bring them together. That's correct. And what really kind of got me into the line of work that I was in, when I was growing up in the Driftless region, later part of the 2000s into the early 2010s, I remember on several occasions we had some pretty bad flooding on our property. We have a trout stream that runs through my parents' property. And we just you know had some very heavy rainfall events. And I noticed, you know, they were just, they seem to be coming, you know, more and more frequent and the water turns, you know, just this mucky brown color every time, you know, the water, even, even if you put the smaller rains. And not only, you know, did I grow up on a farm, but I like to fish, you know, so I like having clear water for fishing as well. So, you know, balance being you know, a farm kid and an outdoorsman, seeing farms that can be more sustainable and more resilient to those climate extremes, but also doing practices that are going to help downstream, because I can see it from both angles, both being a farm kid and from being an outdoorsman. And I think we can balance both with these practices. Tell me a little bit more about why the partnership between Pheasants Forever and Quails Forever has happened with PDPW. Well, I think it all started back at, I think it was a Wisconsin water tour up at Miltrum Farms in Marathon County that my counterpart, Scott Stipitich, had worked with the Miltrum family on putting in a pollinator planting on some underperforming corn silage acres. And when Shelly Meyer came up there and saw that and saw farm profitability being connected with sustainability and just a field and bloom of pollinators, flowering species, black-eyed Susans everywhere, I remember when we were up there. And just seeing all those boxes being checked and that working on a dairy farm, I think that's what really, I think, got the gears going in her mind. They have such a wide reach of farmers, so many farmer members. And she saw us as a, as a resource for those landowners, for those farmers, that we can help them not only, you know, share their story of what they've already done, but help them find new opportunities and new avenues on their farm. And since then, we started projects with, with a handful of their members. We've connected with them and have, have some great projects um, going on right now. It's great to hear. Is there any projects you can share about? We have, for example, just, you know, some pollinator plantings that are going, um, and one we've involved a local school on, you know, um, some tree and shrub plantings on another farm um, in a, a pasture that was just sitting, you know, a small pasture that was just sitting idle. There was nothing going on in that pasture, so the farmer was like, well, why don't we do something beneficial for wildlife instead of letting it grow up in weeds? Those are just a couple of projects that we have going on right now. I think it's interesting, too, that as hunting acres, available land to hunt is shrinking, it's more and more important for farmers and hunters to work together. Right, and I've been asked at very many talks that I've given, you know, why are the pheasant populations declining? Why don't we see as many of them as we used to? And it's like, well, look at the landscape. Do you see where is the habitat? There was a time we had more grass on the ground. We, you, we had the, the fence rows, the pastures, things like that, small grains in the rotation. that make Those are beneficial to wildlife. So it's just, you know, the landscape has changed. The culture of farming has changed over time. And it's, I think we're starting to kind of realize, you know, maybe 
maybe some of the things we're doing now we could change to help the farmer and the sportsman, you know. So, I mean, and a lot of farmers we work with are sportsmen. We've had several occasions where we've worked with farmers who are avid outdoorsmen. So as soon as we say, you know, we can help your profitability, we can also create some habitat where you can go hunting this fall, we're in. Better water, better soil health, better habitat. It's a win for all of Wisconsin. Partnerships like this one are making it happen. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess.